Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Milling. And this is a podcast where we discuss feminist issues in music and pop culture, all while empowering fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And if you stick around long enough, we'll also let you in on some new music girls are already crazy about. So, we have some fun announcements before we get into things today. Number one, we have a new Patreon member to welcome. Alex, welcome to the club. We think a few of you guys maybe joined our Patreon lately to listen to our very hot takes about <laughs> Liam Payne and other One Direction news. We also did a recent music meltdown all about the unofficial Bridgerton musical and fanfic and after. <laughs> Harry Styles and the Immortal <laughs> Instruments. <laughs> it was pretty juicy. So if you guys want to hear that, it's on Patreon. And you can join that by going to patreon.com slash name three songs. Like Jenna said, we have the monthly music meltdowns. We also do short little episodes when there's good news to be chatting about. And then we have our Discord, which is so much fun. And we share so much amazing stuff over there. And everybody's great. So y'all should go join. But we also have more exciting news, which is that this is our two-year anniversary week so that's exciting we've been doing this for two years which is crazy we appreciate all of you new and old this has been a wild ride and it's so awesome that we've all been growing together i still can't believe that this started as like uh being angry that people were still mad that one direction was popular podcast and now we're here (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it's this is our 98th episode we're two away from 100 episodes this is insane also this is just proof that everything in life is a journey you always have to start somewhere no one is experts from the beginning we personally have grown so much and we're sure that you guys have also grown so much with us yeah now jenna knows so much about pop culture and it's so exciting for me my tiktok (laughs) my tiktok is no longer (laughs) k-pop it's so much like just pop culture nonsense because of sarah brainwashing me it's so fun but sometimes i do still have to send her really long voice notes but with all that being said since it is a special time in the name three songs camp jenna and i might be hanging out in real life we'll see maybe maybe (laughs) guys if you really want to know come to our instagram and stay tuned because we might just have some special hangout surprises for you over on insta yeah so if you're not following us on social media already you should definitely go do that we're at instagram.com slash name three songs you guys should go follow us on socials because we're going to be updating y'all about what's happening in this mystical world where jenna and i see each other in real life (laughs) yeah feels fake But with all that being said, Sarah, what are we talking about today? Because I think we have kind of a juicy episode. Oh, it's definitely a juicy episode. I feel like this is also something that people who listen to our podcast are probably thinking about a lot. So we're going to be diving into the world of sex tapes and nudes and how this affects men and women in the industry differently and also how it affects women differently based off of like the public's perception of them as a person. So it's a very interesting, very in-depth conversation. And this was really spurred on because of Britney Spears being freed from her conservatorship and having access to her Instagram and her posting very classy nudes on the app. Like we're not (laughs) seeing anything we shouldn't be seeing or she doesn't want us to be seeing, but she's free and she's sharing that freedom in whatever way Britney wants to share that freedom. So more power to her. And also the fact that TikTok's new white boy of the month, Young Gravy, had a sex tape leaked on Twitter and how he handled it very maturely and how people are honestly like bigging him up and being like, don't watch that. Don't watch that. And so it's just an interesting juxtaposition also when like two of the most famous millennial pop culture sex tapes being Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton 
and how Paris Hilton's sex tape was leaked by somebody she was in a very close relationship with and she didn't want it to be leaked and everybody thought she was lying about that and how it came out really close to when The Simple Life was premiering so everyone's like oh like they just want more traction on that when really her boyfriend was like when am I gonna make the most money off of this and lots of nonsense and even though it did in a way help her career it really messed her up and we're going to be discussing that later on in the episode and then Kim Kardashian who used to be Paris Hilton's like closet cleaner (laughs) kind of followed suit with a sex tape which there's lots of conspiracy theories online about Kris Jenner really utilizing that to make the Kardashians a name brand when like there is a lot of proof that Ray J and Kim Kardashian did, you know, really strike a deal with the company that was releasing the porn video. So that way they could make as much money as possible and she could make a name for herself. So two very similar situations that like went in very opposite directions. And so it's just going to be a very interesting conversation today. And I feel like a lot of us are going to leave it really angry at the way the world likes to put blame on women. But like, when do we not leave an episode of this being a little pissed off also maybe our favorite thing is talking about america being dumb (laughs) because boy do we need to set the stage for this because you know what i recently went to Lollapalooza. i saw monoskin (laughs) vic is on stage with her tits out No big deal. In America, that's a big deal. So Sarah, can you like inform us a little bit on why nudity in America is such a like scandalous topic? Uh, Because the founding fathers were Puritan Christians, in a nutshell. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh, did you want more information? I can give you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, guys. Episode's over. So my favorite thing in doing research for this episode in regards to like the America context of it all, because as we've mentioned, in multiple episodes after 8 p.m in the united kingdom you have shows where (laughs) they're like showing off naked body parts to decide who you're gonna date they have so many just like naked people on tv you can't watch an episode of celebrity juice without keith lemon making you look at an old man's dick there's so much nonsense full frontal nudity on british tv post watershed then you go to europe and like any european country you go to being naked's no big deal every beach is a nudist beach whether or not it's listed as such like everybody's very comfortable in their bodies and honestly in most places in the world there's places where you would go where it's accepted and normal to be nude where american tourists show up and they're like give me a towel and a robe i don't want to be here naked and they're being weird about their bodies because of course they are and so in doing research on this which is just us being like oh more christian trauma we didn't ask for caused by the american government I found lots of articles with fun titles like why are Americans afraid of being naked and Americans are very weird and immature about sex. So we have lots of fun articles to read through. But specifically this why are Americans afraid of being naked, which was on alternet.org by Derek Howell in April of 2007. So this is a long-standing issue. America's been fucked forever. This author really compares kind of the American societal ideas to specifically the people of the Netherlands and how they're kind of grown up with the the idea of knowledge that every single person is naked under their clothes and that is no big deal. And it's like Americans know that, but they're like, don't tell me that's a secret. And it's just like so unhinged to really think about that. So basically... In this article, Dara talks a lot about how the Netherlands has a really big sauna culture and how it's really normal to go to the saunas and be naked and it's no big deal. Nobody feels weird about it. Meanwhile, you go to like a gym in America and people are changing in like the most covert ways possible. And it's just like, they're just fucking tits. Like just get changed. Stop being weird about it. But anyway, they... They interview a customer at this specific like Amsterdam sauna who says nudity is definitely not shocking or even arousing. And this customer would frequent saunas ever since she was a teenager and says, I think as a society, we're very simple and take a practical approach to sex and nudity. We think that everything that exists is normal, so there's no need to make a fuss. We're not really occupied with what others think. And I feel like... (laughs) America could never. But also, it's interesting, again, that this is like this Dutch comparison, because like I said, most of Europe is just like cool with 
people being naked. But Dara writes that in the States where the public has been schooled in the cultural ideology that nude is naughty and nudity is regarded as sexual. So, I mean, that's a lot of what the issue is, is that a naked body is regarded as sexual. So that's why when children are naked, even though there's nothing sexual about a child, people are told to cover their kids up and that's disgusting. Don't do that. And it's just so fucking frustrating that America has like all of this religious shit that we force people to like fall in line with even though we're also like a very sex obsessed country yeah i mean like you can't see a single movie about a couple getting married or whatever the case is without there being strippers involved and all that stuff and even bachelor and bachelorette parties like the whole premise of them is like oh are you gonna get a stripper oh who's gonna have more dicks at their party and all of this stuff and yet america since the 80s has been fighting to have abstinence taught in schools and to be taught like oh women can't show their bodies all this sort of stuff and there's just like this fear of being nude when being nude is just part of being human and yet the body is so sexualized that nobody can really get away with existing like at all with showing skin i think this conversation really ties back to our episode that we did about the virgin whore complex so if you guys Mm -hmm. want more information i would definitely recommend listening to that because we pulled a lot of contextual information but it all ties to the idea of like virginity being pure and sex being dirty and that literally explains the virgin whore complex but within that anything that like insinuates sex is therefore dirty when i read the quotes that sarah previously just called out of like nudity is definitely not shocking or even arousing in america it literally is but i think it depends on the context because like you said it's like sex sells like pop stars are sexy like every movie star ever has had like a sex scene like there's so much sex everywhere but it's weird that in certain situations and a lot of times this is when the woman herself has autonomy then suddenly it's not okay suddenly you're not allowed to do that because it's this idea of women being sexual objects for men and men having the choice of when and where they get to participate in sexualizing women yeah i mean personally i think that a clothed body can be way more sexual and sexy than a nude body. Because it's like if you go to a beach and somebody's naked, it's just like a sweaty naked person trying to get a full body tan. But if you go to like a nightclub and like a girl's wearing a sexy outfit that she went out of her way to look sexy in, like that's way sexier than like a naked lady on a beach. At least in my opinion. Yeah. Well, continuing on with this article, Dara writes, Perhaps much of this attitude can be chalked down to America's cultural forefathers, the Puritans, whose deeply religious moral zeal made them fear nudity, so much they refused to bathe, ensuring a future of national prudence. This might appear a huge contradiction given the American media's rampant appetite for sex, but how else to explain the fury over Janet Jackson's wardrobe malfunction and the network's rush to clean up before facing clampdowns and stiff fines? Or PBS's need to position the disclaimer, quote, for mature audiences only, when broadcasting footage of Michelangelo's David. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine seeing a dick sculpted out of marble and being like, mature audiences only? It's as if children don't have body parts. Like, I don't don't understand. So this is what we're saying just a second ago about, like, it depends on the context of where things are being viewed because there is so much sex all over America. But, like, nudity as an arousing thing or, like, nudity as sexual comes from... From this very puritan very christian mindset that like you can't have sex before marriage i saw a tiktok where this girl said she went out with this christian boy and then he was like just so you know i can't be kissing you because i think we should wait till marriage to kiss because i can't be aroused and that is why all of this is rooted in christianity it's so infuriating to me that there is this mindset of like if i'm aroused i don't know if i'm going to be able to control myself and like who knows what i'm going to do And also we're taught from such a young age, body parts are embarrassing and uncomfortable so that when kids see Michelangelo, they like point and laugh rather than like understand like, oh, I have that body part too. Or like, I don't have that body part, whatever. It's just human anatomy. And so then you have these situations where like in Glee, where Finn thought that you could get pregnant from being in a hot tub. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. Think of the male. 
mail. Oh, but we were wearing our swimsuits. As Jude said, a hot tub is the perfect temperature for sperm. It, it helps it swim faster. And like all these like misconceptions and misunderstandings because parents and schools are refusing to teach kids about sex and are choosing instead to teach people that bodies are sexual objects only and that if you view them you're a pariah and disgusting because you're aroused and you're being sexual about something that's like not inherently sexual like it can be sexual in a certain moment but every single second of the day a body is not sexual yeah it's so ridiculous and that's why it gets to this point where when people are sharing sexual imagery that's meant to be sexual with their significant others or whatever the case may be and then those get hacked and people decide to share them that it becomes this whole ridiculous media storm and career ending or career changing moment specifically in America because we're taught so much that like bodies are not just bodies and that like we should have access to other people's bodies because we sexualize them and it's so fucked up because I mean obviously it's fucked up because somebody's privacy was being taken advantage of but I mean just in regards to the fact of like because of this American idea of bodies are sexual always people are constantly wanting to see people's nude bodies. And so they will go out of their way to figure out how to do that and then shame them once they get access to it. If we're talking about like nudes being hacked specifically from a hacker's perspective, I think it's more so the power and control that they feel. Well, yeah, it's like a, it's like internet rape. Yeah, especially over female bodies. And genuinely, I don't know. I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity nude like reading this. I'm like, I've literally never seen any of these things. Like, I well, don't. Good for you. <laughs> I don't. Well, I like I haven't really seen them on my timeline. I definitely don't go on my way to seek them out. But I think it depends on like what your perspective is. But I just feel like so much of this conversation is exerting power over female bodies. And the fact that in America specifically, it would be damaging. Because like I said earlier, Vic on stage with her tits out, that's her choice. Like nobody, nobody can leak her nudes and it'd be a detriment to her career. Yeah. She posts her and her friends like on nude beaches all the time. And if it wasn't for Instagram being like, we'll take them down if we see your nipples, we would all see her nipples every day. It's not a big deal. And when I say her tits were out a Lollapalooza, I mean the pasties came off. But it's the idea that like, oh, your body should only be seen by like your significant other. That there's control and power to be had by leaking nudes. It's just so ridiculous because I feel like so many issues that we have in America would be solved if we didn't have such an issue with nudity and sex in general. Okay, so also in this article, it says, Still in America, being naked remains complex. Because their associations are often limited to porn, hippie naturalists, or the $400 million a year nude recreation industry. Nudity is either seen as sexual or a gimmick. Take journalistic undercover exposés, a choice phrase given the situation on nudists at play. In regards to the like $400 million a year nude recreation industry, I don't know what they're referring to because they don't specify, (laughs) but I'm assuming they mean strip clubs. Oh my god. And this is the point of this article is like these things are kind of seen as taboo. And what we were saying earlier about sex is everywhere and sex is in movies and music videos. It's like if you think about it, for the most part, anytime in mainstream music videos or movies, if there's a scene with a naked person, it's sex. Specifically like naked women. Like there's never scenes with naked women where they're just chilling or like doing whatever unless it's like an indie film or like a foreign film so it's like being reinforced like even though yes it is depicting sex it's like anytime there's a nude body it's depicting sex yeah and i mean just for more context about like how fucking weird america is there was also this article from literally january of 2020 on bbc news colorado about the fact that there was this woman in colorado who took her top off and was topless in her own yard in Colorado because there had been like a law that had passed that made her think that she was allowed to do this, but she apparently misunderstood it. So she wound up having to get a lawyer because she was fined a ton of money and she wound up getting like a law passed that was actually like, yeah, women can be topless in Colorado. It's fine. But the original law said that any female 10 and over could not be topless in Colorado on purpose. Like if they went and took their top off with like the purpose of being topless, they were going to be like listed as a sexual predator, a 10 year old. Yeah. 
And I just think it's ridiculous, like, how much America is afraid of nudity and naked bodies that, like, they're going to sexualize children in that way. Like, it's just so fucked. It's so bizarre. But if you're thinking about the, the Puritan founding fathers, they were literally, like, can't be naked because if anyone's naked, I'm going to get aroused. And therefore, nudity is a sin. And that's literally what <laughs> we've grown up with, whether or not we're Puritans ourselves. Yeah. Like, this was their emotional trauma. Like, this was specifically Puritan men's trauma that they just projected onto an entire nation. Which literally has made it so that women being nude in public is illegal in most of America. I know New York City, women are allowed to be topless no matter what. So there's that. But yeah, and it's just so crazy because, like, you can be anywhere and you have to see, like, gross men without their shirts on. And yet, like, women can't do that same thing. And I'm like... No, thank you. Yeah. So I feel like that's a good foundation for this conversation to understand for those of you who aren't from America or those of you in America who don't really care about this stuff, just like how fucked we are and how weird we are about nudity and sex, which like Jenna said, we have talked about in our Virgin Horror Complex episode as well, more in like the sex virginity realm, obviously, but more context about America being weird is always helpful. But I think also some media context towards how media acts about sex tapes in general, because nudes were like a very specific point in time. Nudes became like a new thing because of the internet and camera phones and just like that sort of access that for like two or three years, nudes were very much like this, ooh, scandalous. And then everybody got used to everybody sending nudes. So it became kind of just like a flash in the pan moment. There might be one or two articles about a celebrity nude dropping on the internet and then people stop caring. But I feel like the whole sex tape situation is always going to be a little bit more salacious. But the media also has a weird relationship with celebrity sex tapes and celebrity adjacent sex tapes and how they handle them. And obviously the two big examples for us millennials would be Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. And it's it's really interesting because both of these women's sex tapes in a way made the world pay more attention to them, which then made their careers get bigger and them be able to get famous. But it negatively affected Paris Hilton in a way that it did not negatively affect Kim Kardashian. And I still do not understand how that managed to happen. Well, I think, as you mentioned before, there's a lot of discussion about Kris Jenner kind of being the momager, as we like to call her, being like number one PR lady of seeing... Okay, well, with Paris Hilton, the thing is, we did a whole episode about, like, early 2000s, so if you guys want to find out more information about, like, Paris Hilton on, like, The Simple Life and also, like, her music career, we do have an episode on that. But Paris Hilton going into The Simple Life essentially playing a character of, like, it was, like, kind of scripted reality TV, but everyone thought she was, like, a bimbo because that's the role she was playing. Like, but she was smart enough to, like, choose to play that role. And so I think because of that, the sex tape kind of played into the idea of the bimbo. So even though, like, personally and emotionally, it was hard for her to go through that, it actually kind of amplified her career because everyone is like, oh, she is the dumb bimbo that we can degrade, which, like, is fucked, but kind of worked out maybe in her benefit in some way. Yeah, I mean, there's a Vox article by Constance Grady that was written in May 2021 called Paris Hilton's sex tape was revenge porn the world gleefully watched. And so Constance gives some context to this, saying Paris Hilton's sex tape was released without her consent when she was 19 years old. And American pop culture used that fact as the basis of every Paris Hilton joke we can make for the next two decades. And so she goes on to write, you don't have to think that Paris Hilton is good or admirable or even an okay person to find the circumstances of her sex tape troublesome. You don't even need to think about how its release affected Paris Hilton to find them troublesome. You only need to think about how it affected an era of American pop culture and all of us who consumed it. And like I said earlier, Paris and her boyfriend at the time, Rick Solomon, recorded the sex tape like as a relationship situation. And the tape was not leaked until 2003, which, like I said, it fell very much in line with the premiere of The Simple Life. So a lot of people thought that Paris leaked it herself because she was trying to like bolster 
her name and get people talking about her, which was not the case. And so Paris Hilton did not approve of the release of this and she had no issue saying so. So her ex-boyfriend sued her for defamation, but she countersued him. And it was settled out of court, but he agreed to pay Paris Hilton $400,000 and a percentage of the profits from the sex tape that he distributed. Only a percentage. And only a percentage. So throughout like all of Paris's career, she's just been like, I did not want the sex tape to be public. And Constance writes, the press treated her claims with amused condescension. It just seems so obvious to everyone that she must have wanted everyone to watch her having sex and must secretly be delighted by the fact that so many people had. Why else would it have been record? Why else would she have agreed to have it recorded in the first place? Because sometimes couples like to have that shit. Like, who cares what you do in your personal life? It's really fucked up for, for somebody to take something that you did as like a sexy little treat for each other and share it with the world. And so Paris has had to deal with the media and the general population of America and honestly the world assuming that like she had something to do with this. And I think a lot of the assumption that has happened in the past decade or since Kim Kardashian became famous is because Kim Kardashian is now more famous than Paris Hilton yeah. was. And people are aware that Kim Kardashian used the fact that her sex tape came out to boister her career. So now that doesn't help Paris Hilton's fight to prove that she had nothing to do with her sex tape because they're like well Kim Kardashian clearly followed in your footsteps because her sex tape came out in February 2007 and then the Kardashians TV show aired for the first time in October in 2007 that sounds very similar to Paris what you did with the symbol life in your sex tape okay so so I have revised thoughts on what I previously said. Also in this article, it mentioned that Kevin Blatt, who brokered the distribution deal for the video, claims Hilton made more than $20 million from it. $20 million. $20 million, which is not an insignificant number. Like, that's how many people are watching this. But Paris Hilton says that she never received a dime for it and donated all the money she won from Solomon to charity. So my revised thought is that I said that her career might have kind of benefited from this, but that doesn't include the fact that she was kind of the joke of America for a very long time. Because in that previous episode we did where we talked about Paris Hilton's career, it wasn't really until now that she's had this career arc where she's actually respected. And like in being Mm -hmm. the bimbo on Simple Life, she was kind of a joke. And so it is interesting, but I guess also a famous joke. Like, and like maybe that's what like the Kardashian-Jenner family saw from that is like if we do this ourselves and we frame it the right way we can only benefit from this rather than it being against our will which is like these are two totally different instances of how these things were released but Paris Hilton still became such like a household name that they were like we can do it ourselves become a household name and continue to benefit and profit from that fame yeah and I mean In comparison, we have this article from Paper Mag in May of 2022 that's titled Kris Jenner reportedly wasn't involved in the sex tape leak. And so TMZ has a source with, quote, direct knowledge that Kris was actually never involved. And rather, it was Kim, Ray J and their lawyers who struck the deal with Vivid Entertainment, which was the company that distributed the Kim Kardashian sex tape. And so this Paper Mag article goes on to say, not only that, but the outlet went on to point out that Kim and Ray J had to sign something for Vivid to release the video. And while Kim did sue Vivid prior to the release, it was apparently dropped after the ex-couple allegedly, quote, cut the deal they wanted. The exes were then reportedly given a million dollar advance and received 49% of the profits or $49 million for what turned into the highest selling sex tape of all time. And despite both women, meaning Chris and Kim, long denying all speculation surrounding their involvement with the so-called leak, Ray J said Chris and Kim masterminded the plan after he suggested it based on the success of Paris Hilton's sex tape. He also accused them of exploiting him for their own gain, damaging his reputation in the process and feeding into the rumor that he leaked the tape before sharing alleged screenshots of his messages with Kim. So it is interesting based off of the fact that Kim Kardashian used to work for Paris Hilton and they were friends that Kim Kardashian would, you know, work with Ray J and work with a porn company in order to get this distributed in order to bolster her 
name and get people talking about her, especially since they already had the E! reality show deal in the bag since the show only premiered a couple months after the sex tape came out. It's just so wild. It is wild. But I think that this also goes to show that like both of these women were only famous because of their last names being attached to, you know, people who they, they came from money. Essentially, they came from some sort of a background. The public was aware of them more so as socialites or socialite adjacent. There wasn't any like public reason for the people to feel guilty for wanting to watch these yeah. sex tapes because it wasn't like, oh, I grew up watching yeah. them on TV. I did this, did that. And so th- there is this interesting juxtaposition where like the narrative based off of specifically the Paris and Kim sex tapes going into like when other stars nudes leak or when other stars sex tapes leak that oh this shouldn't hurt their career because look how much this helped Paris and Kim but Paris and Kim didn't have careers really other than being socialites and famous because their family has money prior to this so the general public and the media has no connection to them other than them being party girls in the LA social scene you know And so this is where we get into more examples from like the music world and how this has affected people. And like we were saying, how there is most of the time a very big difference between how people respond to men's videos or photos being leaked compared to women's videos or photos being leaked. No matter what the woman's persona is as a celebrity uh, even if they are kind of wild and crazy, still, if they have nudes leak, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe they have nudes. Meanwhile, when this happens to men, there's a lot of there's kind of a respect and it's really weird and interesting. And so I want to start all of this with one of the first big cases that we've seen of a big hack happening throughout celebrity cell phones when like i said camera phones cell phones were like a new thing people don't really know how safe and secure they are because they're used to you know point and shoot cameras where only you have access to the image and it's this whole other world that people don't understand and i feel like as i'm talking some of your brains might be you know some of the gears in your brains might be going and you might be thinking about who we're about to talk about which would of course be vanessa hudgens because What happened to her in the early 2000s, while in a way it helped her be able to get rid of that like Disney good girl image, it also turned her into a bad guy when she was doing something of her own volition as a legal aged woman doing something that like she did not think the world was going to see. A lot of normal people were doing from the start of camera phones, sending scantily clad pics to somebody that they were flirting with. And and while somebody went and hacked her personal property and, her, you know, her communication with a loved one that she thought was like sacred between them, rather than the hacker being the bad guy, Vanessa Hudgens became the bad guy. And this still fucks me up so much to this day. And so for most of the world... Vanessa Hudgens having nudes leak was very shocking because most people just correlated her with Gabriella from High School Musical, who is like an A plus student, very studious, very kind of wholesome, a bit shy. The girl next door. Yeah, yeah a bit shy. <laughs> yeah, all those sorts of things. And so they really just viewed her as this character from a Disney Channel original movie. And they didn't really know her as anything else because this was her first big break. And so when this happened, it really made the world kind of view her in a completely different way that she wasn't ready for and she wasn't expecting to happen. So we have an article titled Vanessa Hudgens on her journey from high school musical to Hollywood in cosmopolitan UK, Nicola Faye, in which Nicola writes, the shyness that Vanessa was known for was famously tested in 2007 when Hudgens became one of the first wave of stars to have their privacy breached by a nude photo leak. At the time, there wasn't much public sympathy for the then Disney Channel star. And rather than being perceived as a victim whose privacy had been grossly violated, she was blamed for having taken compromising photos and forced to apologize for something that she had no control over. Does this ring any bells a la Miley Cyrus and that cover of 
Vanity Fair when she was like, what, 15, 14 or something, like wrapped in a blanket with her back showing. And then she was forced to apologize because it was too scandalous because her back was showing. Talk about talk about nudity being scandalous. Anyways, so they talked to Vanessa Hudgens, who said it was really traumatizing thing for me. It's really fucked up that people would feel like they are entitled enough to share something that personal with the world. She goes on to talk about this disconnect between people just violating famous people's privacy because they feel like. The parasocial relationship doesn't affect them. They're not really humans. So Vanessa says, I think that this is because there's a disconnect when you see your favorite actress on the screen and you see them now on your TV in your homes. You can watch them whenever you want. There's almost, I don't want to say lack of respect because that sounds negative, but it just makes you feel like you know them even though you don't. And so I think here she's talking about this difference between movie actors and television actors and how High School Musical and Disney Channel was such a part of our daily lives growing up and how there's almost this like closer parasocial relationship with those types of characters because we have more frequent access to them. But I also at the same time have to go back to what I said previously about hackers wanting to exert power over women because I I mean I don't know but I just kind of assume like every person has some kind of parasocial relationship with a celebrity that's just how the world exists but like I don't know that like the hackers themselves were like Vanessa Hudgens fans they could have just been looking for like any young celebrity's career to ruin yeah and so there's another article on Vox by Constance Grady in February of 2022 called when celebrity nudes were everywhere And this article heavily discusses Vanessa Hudgens and how moms of kids who grew up watching her were saying that Hudgens was ruined and that OK Magazine confidently reported that Vanessa Hudgens would be dropped from High School Musical 3 and replaced by one of the Cheetah Girls, which obviously didn't happen. And it quote, uh, Constance quotes in this article, the statement that Vanessa had to release saying I want to apologize to my fans who support and trust mean the world to me and that Disney made their own statement about how they regretted Vanessa's quote-unquote lapse in judgment and so just days after the pictures leaked Vanessa was photographed by paparazzi at a church as though to cleanse her reputation so there was like a lot of work being put in here for Vanessa to like look like she acknowledged that she was a bad woman for doing what she did when nobody's being like, oh, but Zach Efron's the one who received that image. Uh, can we just talk about how she went to a church to repent for her sins <laughs> of someone else leaking her nude photo? Because <laughs> if that doesn't scream Christian trauma, what does? Yeah, literally. Also, I would like to point out that this was essentially the same time period as Miley Cyrus and the Joe Bros and Demi Lovato wearing purity rings and Selena Gomez. Like, same time. So it's like, so like with Vanessa just being like a few years older than them, also Vanessa Hudgens like not being a minor at the time when this happened, the conversation is so different between the good little innocent purity ring wearing Joe Bros and then this criminal who is now considered a seductress and not good enough for Disney. Because I mean, like, as you guys know, we have a whole episode about Disney and what happens when you turn 18 and wanting to push that good girl image away but this wasn't Vanessa wanting to do that this was somebody violating her privacy and turning her image in a different way without her consent whatsoever yeah and the other thing that I find really interesting about this is that Vanessa is being lambasted for somebody leaking her nude photos that she sent to Zac Efron because they were dating at the time and during this is when Kim Kardashian's sex tape leaked and everybody is being like oh my god Kim Kardashian and so it's just really frustrating and So Constance goes on in this article to write that it doesn't take much to flip the switch from good girl to a bad girl, which is why when pictures leaked of Vanessa Hudgens posing naked, effectively giving the lie to the Gabriella persona, watching moms knew immediately what was going to happen to her. She'd be ruined. The conventional wisdom of the era was that only sluts and stupid girls took nude photos of themselves and that once the photos existed, no one could reasonably expect to keep them out of the public's hands. While from the perspective of the 2020s, Hudgens was clearly the victim of a gross invasion of her privacy. In 2007, Hudgens was expected to take the blame for the photos. 
The Hudgens photo scandal didn't only emerge at the tail end of the virginity-obsessed Bush era, it also emerged at the beginning of the camera phone era. The development in technology meant that nude photos were in the process of becoming an increasingly common part of the modern courtship, and celebrity nude yeah. photos showing up on the internet in turn were about to become a staple yeah. of the gossip press. So obviously 2007 wasn't the only time this happened. There was also a very big tw- 2009 hacker leak, and then in 2010, and also in 2011, and then 2014, there was a really big one that involved Jennifer Lawrence, which really kind of like put a smudge on her whole persona within the world. So this has been like a constant thing that's happened. And I think between like 2007 and 2014, it was really seen as like this crazy thing. But I honestly feel like if now any celebrities nudes came out from a leak, like Constance said, a lot more people would be freaking out in anger towards yeah. the fact that they were leaked rather than in anger that yeah. the person took yeah, a nude I photo. Agree. Because yeah. Snapchat exists. <laughs> yeah, that is very true as well. In the quote you just read, you said the conventional wisdom of the era was that only sluts and stupid girls took nude photos of themselves. And like when you read it, I kind of laughed because in 2020 goggles, it sounds so ridiculous. But it's like, haha, yeah. weird, not haha, funny, because it's actually really fucked up. Just. <laughs> I'm sorry, the phrase sluts and stupid girls is just making me crack up. <laughs> Honestly, we should get some t-shirts that say sluts and stupid girls. <laughs> That's what, you know, it's like, <laughs> like just saying that makes you think of what happened to Paris Hilton. Like it's the direct tie back. Yeah. But also this phrasing just made me think so much of even current conversations about like how female bodies dress or female presenting bodies dress mm-hmm. and like what you wear out at night is like you asking to be catcalled, you asking to be harassed you asking to be picked up it's the same exact thing i mean it's victim blaming but it's like the same thing yeah. of like well you took the nude so like of course it was going to be leaked like it was only inevitable that it was going to be leaked like that has nothing to do with the fact that like privacy is being violated like the nude was not taken with the motivation that it was going to be public like um i agree that looking back on this we can definitely see it in a lot more clear vision than at the time yeah it's just so messed up and it frustrates me so much in this regard because vanessa hudgens was again made to feel like she was the bad guy when she was the victim and a lot of people are like oh well would she have gotten the part in spring breakers that like made her be able to like do more adult roles if it wasn't for this Every single person who was cast in Spring Breakers was cast because they had that good girl image. She was not cast because she had nudes come out. She was cast because it was supposed to be jarring that her Ashley Benson and Selena Gomez were starring in a movie about bikini clad girls doing whatever the fuck they were doing. I never watched that movie. I think they robbed a bank. Um, (laughs) But like that was the whole point of the film. Like Harmony Korang casted them on purpose because of like the fact that they were viewed as good girls. So Basically, that Spring Breakers made her be able to move into more like adult roles and be viewed less as a Disney Channel girly, not her nudes being leaked. So it's just frustrating that people like correlate the wrong things with each other. But in comparison to something that happened around the same time is the infamous Pete Wentz <laughs> dick pics that went around LiveJournal, uh, um, which we do have to remember that life. in 2007, Pete Wentz was more famous than most people today, (laughs) including Bruno Mars. Yeah, I think that this might have happened in 2006, but whatever. Time doesn't matter. (laughs) It's around the same time. But basically, for those of you who might not know what happened, his photos got leaked on LiveJournal, and the photos... The photos were Pete Wentz's dick with a The Hush Sound CD. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. Timeless. But... But I just remember this post coming out and there was like a photo of Pete Wentz with the CD and then there's like a photo of it like lower down. But he had like a <laughs> fucking like clandestine tat- like bat tattoo like over his crotch area. So I was like, oh, whatever. So I like clicked on like the read more link and then it's just his dick and then the <laughs> CD. <laughs> and I was like, what is that? <laughs> And I was like so scarred. But so there's this article, an interview with Pete Wentz in The Guardian with Mark Beaumont in February of 2015, where Mark asks Pete, he says, as one of the earliest high profile dick pic cases, did you think the nude photo hacking scandal was tantamous to sexual abuse? 
And then Pete says, I think that anytime you go into someone else's private area and you take something from that, that's theft. I don't know how you define it as far as what kind of crime it is, but it seems like there should be certain human decency that we share. You have to understand that celebrities are still human. And then Pete goes on to talk a little bit more about like hacking and all that sort of stuff. And he goes, I had so many reactions in regards to his dick pic to the point of, quote, you leaked the photos of yourself. And he goes, how would that in any way benefit my life or make me feel better about myself? It was just insane to me. And then there was a point where I thought, if these are the terms that we do this band on, I don't want to do this band. I felt like my privacy had been invaded, but I'm a big boy. I have thick skin and that is on such a small level compared to what happened last year. It's pretty terrible. So Pete went, even in 2015, doesn't have to apologize for a nude leak he's allowed to talk about it as it was a leak of his nudes he gets to acknowledge that like people were claiming that they thought he did it himself and him being like what the fuck is wrong with you and yet vanessa hudgens even to this day still is like having to unpack the fact that she was made to apologize for her nudes leaking yeah the standards that we hold women to guys what is it about, like, we were talking about Europeans and how nudity is just a normal, chill thing. And it's like, if we lived by those rules, none of this would matter. I guess it's different because it's like ce- like celebrities' privacy is being violated because they didn't choose to have them leaked. Yeah. But also, if we were not raised in a Christian Puritan culture, maybe more celebrities would just post their own nudes because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't think there's a winning answer here. Just I think it's just like the differentiation between like the act of choosing to be nude and the act of somebody yeah, taking definitely. that choice away from you because you shared something. And like I was saying at the start of this episode, like there's a really big difference between going to a sauna or going to a nude beach or doing whatever it is like Europeans choose to do nude that Americans would never be okay with doing. And in those acts of like going to a sauna, going to the beach, doing whatever, you're not viewing your body as a sexual object. Whereas it's not like people in Europe don't then have naked sex and view bodies as sexual objects. It's just like there's a different headspace between going to a nude beach and being in a bedroom for sexy time. And so it's like when you take a nude photo, that nude photo is taken in the mindset of like, this is for a sexy reason rather than like, this is my (laughs) naked flesh sack. Um, True. (laughs) And and so I think that that's where there is like that big difference because European people send nudes too, you know, but it's like a very different mindset because I mean, like continuing to use Victoria Vic from Monoskin as an example, like. An American would look at Vic's Instagram stories of her taking nude selfies and be like, she's giving us all nudes when she's just posting her naked body. Whereas if she was to send an actual nude to somebody, I'm sure it would be like much more sensual than the images that she's posting, which like, I don't know how much more sensual (laughs) they could get, but I'm sure she could do it. She seems creative. But again, that's like me with my, uh, no matter how much I've deprogrammed myself, it's still me with my American mindset on it, you know? And so I think that that's where this, there is this differentiation. It's like, it's just the invasion of privacy and looking at something that you were not invited to look at. And also it's like, the media's thirst for access to these things and it's in that same way where i when we talked about like the disney channel pipeline sort of situation to like them being over sex to like the media and the paparazzi or whomever are like waiting with bated breath for these people to mess up and waiting to be able to discuss their bodies waiting for all these options so that also kind of empowers hackers to feel like oh if i hack this the Daily Mail is going to give me bank yeah. to have access to yeah. Miley Cyrus's also nudes. In, like, in this vein of thought, thinking about Kim Kardashian being a part of selling her own sex tape, she was like, if the world sees this, there's no dirt they can have on me because I've already given them everything, essentially. And that's not to say yeah. there's not Kim Kardashian dirt, yeah. but it's like in the sense of scandalous things that quote unquote ruin a career she's already given them that on her own accord. And so then it's like, there's no way you can take me down. Very interesting. Yeah. And I mean, like we already said, Miley Cyrus also had a situation where she had scantily clad images involved in a leak. 
And during her 2020 Rolling Stone cover story interview with Britney Spanos, Britney asked her about her private photos being leaked as well as when people claimed that she was dancing on a stripper pole at the Kids' Choice Awards. And Miley said, my dad ignored it because it's just like any teenage girl and their dad's like, let's not have this conversation. My mom, I think, it made her really angry. I think even she felt it could be distracting from what I was doing. She knew the voice and talents that I could showcase. She was like, what the fuck? You have the biggest song. Can you just make it about the song? Why do they have to make it about being a stripper? And so Miley goes on later in the interview to tell Britney that the media hasn't really slut shamed me in a long time. At one point, I was like, yo, when I'm 16 and you're circling my boobs and shit like that, I'm the bad guy. I think people are starting to go, wait, 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 that was fucked up. They're starting to know who the enemy and who the victim was there. And I feel like that's a really big thing for her to acknowledge that, like, what they were doing was dirty and gross and they shouldn't be doing this shit. And that at the time when it was happening, the person whose boobs were out, the person who was being sexy was being held to like this ridiculous standard and being seen as like oh they're they're the villain here when it's like no the people posting these photos and writing about them constantly are the yeah, villain here, it's our actually. 2020 awakening of the general public and media's vilification of victims also in 2015 nudes of justin bieber leaked when he was swimming naked in bora bora the nudes were spread around twitter and even what do you peen was trending on Twitter. But he did speak out about it just after the fact on Access Hollywood. And he said, my first thing was like, how can they do this? I feel super violated. I feel like I can't step outside and I feel like I can't go outside naked. Like you should be able to feel comfortable in your own space, especially that far away. However, he did also take time to joke. That was shrinkage for me. (laughs) So he also had a cease and desist letter i guess sent to the account that was spreading the video but the author of this article in bustle kadeen griffiths says that he's using his own words to take control of the narrative in his right as the victim in this situation no one could have or should have forced bieber to open up about the entire situation before he was ready to but now that he has chosen finally to speak his words are very powerful the fact that he didn't say anything that we couldn't have already figured out and tied it off with the jokes says a lot and this writer goes on to say he refuses to let anyone feel like he is all to blame in this situation and he is listening to the sting of transgression with humor almost as if to say these photos have absolutely no power over him i don't totally agree with his take but the point is that he's kind of pushing it off and not letting him at least to the public not really letting it affect him whereas women in the earlier 2008 onward time period didn't have the choice of whether or not it was affecting them and were forced to apologize. Yeah, and I feel like this is the interesting thing and why we want to juxtapose this whole conversation with some male examples is that there was a lot of like internet response, a lot of it positive about Justin Bieber being well hung, a lot of it being his fans drawing clothes onto him, being like he should not be seen like that if he doesn't want to be and it's interesting again where it's like he's viewed as a victim meanwhile most women even up until like 2015 when nudes were leaked were viewed as a bad person for sharing their tits with somebody that they cared about and like there have been countless situations where paparazzi have taken nude photos there was even a situation where Kate Middleton of like the British Royals was topless sunbathing in on like a private family vacation similar to what Justin Bieber was doing and she was people were so mean to her about her boobs being out when she's like supposed to be on private vacation and yet Justin Bieber did the same thing and he people are like oh no Justin Bieber poor boy Poor baby. And he didn't have to apologize for it. He just was like, I should be allowed to do what I want in my own space. Like, how dare they? And so it's it's frustrating that if Vanessa Hudgens in 2007 had came out and been like, I should be allowed to share whatever pictures I want to share in my private life without expecting some stranger to steal them and spread them to the world. And if she had said that, people would be like, what a slut. How dare she? Meanwhile, Justin Bieber was just like being naked when like he knows paparazzi can be watching and yet oh no 
Justin Bieber was just doing his own thing in his private life and he shouldn't have yeah. been photographed. Yeah. I mean, they are slightly like, different contexts just because of what we were talking about earlier about the European thing yeah. of choosing to be nude in a public setting versus taking pictures that have sexual innuendos to them. But I think even in that situation, it's like Justin Bieber was doing something where he was just naked in a this is my flesh sack, who cares? kind of way and a paparazzi took naked photos of him turning a Mm non-sexual moment into a sexual moment and the media sexualized the moment that shouldn't have been sexualized so it turns into like this whole thing where it's like okay just because he was being naked as a naked person and then other people sexualized it and the internet sexualizing it because america can't deal with naked bodies like i don't know it's just frustrating that he's allowed to be like my privacy was violated when like also, when somebody's sexualizing their own body in a private way. Yeah, their privacy was also violated. Their privacy was also it's violated, like that, yeah. but it's not pri- viewed yeah. as so because of the sexual nature of it. Yeah, definitely. But with this example of Justin Bieber just existing and then his photos being sexualized, that's kind of similar to what's happening with Britney right now. So earlier in May, Britney posted a fully nude photo with her hands covering her nipples and a heart emoji over her crotch. <laughs> I'm just I just love this. I love this for Brittany, honestly. It's so funny. She looked beautiful. And we have an article from She Knows by Kristen Burt, kind of detailing what went down. And so Kristen writes, she looked beautiful and at peace. (laughs) She gave a power pose and looked defiantly at the camera. In the caption, she wrote, I love you all so much. And then there's kind of mixed reviews in the comments. One fan was basically, I love you. Yes, queen. Another one scolded Brittany and said, real Brittany fans should be worried about her not celebrating all this nonsense that she's been posting first of all you don't know britney spears so is it really nonsense because you don't even know her so it's kind of unfair for you to say that second of all she just got out of a conservatorship hasn't been allowed to have control of anything over her life and so if this is how she wants to live it so be it and this article also goes on to say she's exploring the freedoms after 13 years of conservatorship the writer also pulled from a usa today article which talked to a clinical psychologist who said as we move through adulthood part of the journey is being able to find your personal independence and your personal voice and that was taken from britney the psychologist goes on to say our society had so many mixed messages surrounding female sexuality if it's done for a notable magazine it's seen as artistic but when it's done for personal offering that's when judgment comes into play and it becomes exhibitionist or controversial so this right here it's like britney posting with like titties covered vagina covered (laughs) like if that was a magazine cover it would be fine it would be art but because britney is choosing to do this by her own accord with her own power it's not okay and this goes back to the idea of like virginity not being owned by the woman itself but being something for men to take And the thing that's frustrating here is it's like if Britney hadn't been in a conservatorship, she hadn't dealt with all the issues that she's dealt with, with her mental health, etc. She, like many teen turned adult stars before her, would have probably done a scantily clad Playboy shoot or Maxim shoot or GQ shoot or whatever shoot. And like there would have been multiple images very similar to this that would have been done in a different way. And it's like, she's a celebrity. She wasn't allowed to be young. She wasn't allowed to do anything, really. Like, even prior to the conservatorship, like, there were so many rules. And, you know, she was essentially in a cage, even prior to the conservatorship cage that she was legally put into because of all the expectations of pop stars in the early 2000s and her religion that she was very strongly a part of and her family and all of that sort of stuff like there was so much around her that made it impossible for her to do a lot of things that she maybe would have wanted to do you know and so like we're saying like there was a lot of back and forth response between her fans of fans being worried fans being supportive what have you but then unfortunately the rat that is kevin federline crawled out from the sewer system that he's been hiding in for the past 13 years where he's been collecting paychecks from jamie spears to give a tell-all interview about why britney's sons didn't go to her wedding and how they're embarrassed by her and all this fucking nonsense and this again is one of those things where it's like okay teenage boys which her sons are are always going to be embarrassed by their mom Teenage boys with a celebrity mom are going to have double the embarrassment because their mom is going to be a sex symbol to 
people's parents to certain people what like even in their own age depending on who they're interested in pop culture wise they're going to be aware of their parents like these celebrity kids are always going to have secondhand embarrassment from their famous parents tenfold you know like that's going to happen but obviously this is turning into a bigger thing um it's not like uh sean and Jaden are allowed to give an interview to the press to tell everybody why they decided not to go to their mom's wedding or what was going on there because they could have just been you know her their stepmom or k-fed could have been like you're not going we don't want pictures of you on the internet who knows what's really going on? Like, these kids don't have a voice. And so K-Fed's just running his fucking mouth on TV to make Britney seem like a crazy person, even though Britney's just, you know. Britney's just dealing with the consequences of a 13-year conservatorship. That's all. Yeah, and so in this interview, uh, K-Fed decides to discuss Britney's photos that are coming out, and it's just, like, so frustrating. And he goes... This whole thing has been hard to watch, harder to live through, harder to watch my boys go through than anything else. It's been tough. It's the most challenging thing I've ever had to do in my life. And he goes on to say, I try to explain to them, look, maybe that's just another way she tries to express herself. But that doesn't take away from the fact that what it does to them, it's tough. And he also hinted that the salacious snaps and bizarre Instagram rants affect their social lives with their peers by saying, I can't imagine how it feels to be a teenager having to go to high school. River. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, funny, funny. But like I already said, it's like when you have a celebrity parent, there's always going to be this stuff like who fucking cares? The kids get to live a very gifted life because of everything Britney has done. And it's like, okay, yeah, every parent's going to have to explain to their kids different things depending on what, you know, how their parents decide to express themselves or go out in the world. Everybody has their own way of living. That's not an abnormal thing to be like, yeah, well, this mom is, does this. is the this. other thing is it's like, like getting into the Madonna horror complex. It's like the matron image of it all. It's like, well, once you have kids, you can't be yeah. sexy. And it's like, it's kind of the norm at this point for like adult women with children to not ever be viewed as a sexual person ever again. And so it's like when somebody's actually doing that, yeah. like there's nothing wrong with Britney doing that. Like any of our moms could be doing this and there's nothing wrong with it but it's just that this is once again against the stereotype of what adult women should be doing with their lives yeah again it's just that thing where depending on how the image is taken or who the image is of or whatever the case is like the media and the public decide that it tells a different story than it's really telling because you'll see articles on the sun or the daily mail or tmz or the new york post page six whatever like about oh Martha Stewart out in her bikini looking so great for however old Martha Stewart is or like Elizabeth Hurley has her son take photos of her in her bikini on vacation how scandalous and it's like oh Martha looks good but Elizabeth Hurley's a slut for having her kid take some photos of her on vacation like it just depends who the person is in the image you know of how the narrative is going to be and so it's just I don't know it drives me insane that in 2022 when we become so much more okay with like women expressing themselves and being sexual beings past their quote-unquote prime that's been like dictated by some nonsense man at some point in history that like we're still giving Britney shit for the way she acts when like when she was 16 years old her first ever interview with Rolling Stone magazine they refer to her breasts as ample (laughs) and her thighs as honeyed so (laughs) like let Britney sexualize herself when people have been sexualizing her for her for some so fucking long it's exhausting yeah the other thing that made me think of as i read this is it's just like k-fed and other people continuing to like jump in and tell britney's story for her because they continue to want fame money and control over her yep yeah big eye super super cute and quirky and not at all fucked up but i wanted to just compare this to the the young gravy situation because this is like a very small thing that happened even though it's a big deal that somebody leaked his sex tape on twitter so for those of you who don't know who young gravy is his real name is matthew raymond howery and he's born in minnesota and he's 26 years old and he's an american rapper and he's been gaining fame since 2017 but he really just recently had a song really pop off on tiktok and everybody's really obsessed with him he's very much like the new jack 
Jack Harlow. Everybody's kind of being like, oh, Young Gravy is what Jack Harlow thinks he is. Yeah. I'm sure at some point Young Gravy's going to mess up and they're going to hate him as much as they hated Jack Harlow. Everything's a fucking mess. But, I mean, a sex tape leaking, you would think, would be a mess up. But some random dude joined Twitter about a month ago. So in June, because the sex tape was leaked in July. This random dude signs up for Twitter, leaks Young Gravy's sex tape, and the internet is kind to him about it. Young Gravy's response to the sex tape was to go post on TikTok and all of social media saying, yep, I saw it. It's just the way she goes, baby. And then when the rapper had one of his songs chart at number 68 on the Billboard Top 100, he even referenced the leaked sex tape by saying, yeah, yeah, y'all saw the tape, but in more wholesome news, heart emoji, I charted on Billboard for the first time in my career. Reminds me of meeting your mother, but I skipped 69 this time because he was 68 on the Billboard charts. And uh, Young Gravy's whole thing is that he fucking loves MILFs and that he's currently in a feud with Addison Rae's dad because Young Gravy wants to have sex with Addison Rae's mom. Weird times. So weird times, but like his sex tape has not affected him in any way whatsoever. Like that being leaked has not affected his career. He's still going viral on TikTok. Everybody's showing Young Gravy their moms on the app. Like this is not doing anything negative for him. Meanwhile, if this was any woman, just imagine what like shitstorm would be a brewing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just Britney. I mean, Britney could theoretically fall into the MILF category and the amount of backlash she got just for yeah posting a cute little photo <laughs> yeah, compared so to Young Gravy doing whatever the hell he's doing on the internet. The story continues, folks. Women will always yeah. be treated much more harshly. Yeah. So it's just like the difference between how men and women are treated. And again, like I said... It's also that thing of most of these women have some sort of respect factor around them by the general public or they have young fans who respect them, look up to them, whatever. And that's how it's different from the Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian thing where the sex tapes kind of helped their careers because people were like, "Ooh, they're sex objects. Let's go with that. Whereas Vanessa Hudgens, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, all these people, it's like they have always had to teeter on that virgin horror idea. They've always been in that glass box of being a Disney star, being a pop star, being a star that makes content that kids or teenagers like, and therefore, like, they're not allowed to be sexual beings. And when they become sexual beings, they're a bad person. And yet when men become sexual beings, even though naked bodies just exist, it's like they're allowed to be like, my privacy has been violated. How dare you? And it's, uh, it just really frustrates me. But yeah, I mean, uh, America's weirdness and uh, forced Christianity on everybody is always going to fuck everything up and make everything more difficult for everybody and make bodies weird and sexual when bodies shouldn't be weird and sexual every second of their existence because that's fucking exhausting for everyone. Being sexualized at every moment in this godforsaken country. Yeah. Ridiculous. For real. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure that there are lots of thoughts brewing in your guys brains from a conversation like this one because i know that this was something that jenna and i were screaming about in the notes section of our outline for this episode so if you guys do have any thoughts we would love to hear them you can come share with us over at naming three songs on all social media platforms or if you have any personal grievances or really love any takes we had you can also chat with us personally i am at sarah underscore fagan and jenna is at jenna underscore million so thanks for joining us this week on name three songs and until next time never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band and remember you're never too cool to watch britney spears live your best life on insta don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review. They really help. If you want to find out more about any of the sources referenced in this episode, you can visit name3songs.com. 